Uh, are we alive? Yeah, we're, we're live. Alright, hey! Yeah! Hello everyone. Yeah, that's how it works. We are live and we are alive. We'll just, uh, we'll just skip this preamble bit because we are here and we are ready to go. We're fired yeah. up, revved. Just the two of us, plus our stand-in audience. Just yeah. the two of us. So yeah, like a Formula 1 racer, we're going to go fast and long. No, we're going to go fast and short. So we're going to be more like a Formula 2 race. This is the Immaterial Podcast. Oh, the Immaterial Gamers Podcast, even. Uh, just a little uh, a little slip there. How's it all going, everyone? In the world? And how's uh, it going, Duncan? Uh, I'm, I'm alright, you know. Just uh, living my life. Trying to balance work and uh, social life. And uh, failing miserably. Just like the typical college student I am. Ah. That's just how, it's how it goes. Balance. Or... The lack of it, maybe maybe juggling balls, maybe that maybe that'll help. Actually, no, that'll be another thing to add on the top, won't it? I don't I don't need any more juggling in my life. Okay, no worries, fair enough. And I'm Ryan, as you as you should be aware. It's all good. If you've been listening to our podcast up until now, but if you haven't, if this is your first one, I mean, welcome first of all. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so so glad you found us. So uh, weird yeah. that you dropped in at like number thirty, but hey. Like Stanley ah, yeah. said, every uh, every Immaterial Gamers podcast is uh, someone's first Immaterial Gamers podcast. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's how that goes. Yeah, I believe he also said Excelsior as well. But uh, Eggshells are Eeyore, yep. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's that's how it works. I just got a message in the Discord as well that our, that our one-man audience said it's going good as well. So I'll take, I'll take his response as uh, the reception for everyone. That's how it works, isn't it? He speaks for all of us. Yeah. The vocal minority is the majority in this case. He's, you're not wrong. He is no. 100% of our uh, live audience right now. Yeah, exactly. It, he responds by saying, that's right. Perfect. Right. Well, in that case, let's move this on. We are going to go into what's been played. Insert weird. What's been played? Sound effect right there. And, um, yeah. Uh, Duncan. All right, so I'm gonna have a. I've been thinking about a lot of stuff. Uh, it's kind of related to what I've been playing. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna have a pretty short bit today. I I have a tendency to say that and then not actually have a short bit, but this time it's for real. Okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't been playing a whole lot this week. Uh, I played a little bit more uh, minerals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Starcraft mod I talked a few about a few weeks ago. Yep. With uh, my cousin Terry as well as uh, Danny. Oh yeah. Been getting, uh, getting more successful? Yeah, we actually found the, the quote-unquote correct version, the most up-to-date version of it. Hmm. Uh, so we played that a little bit together one night, a couple nights ago. Okay. I think it was Thursday or something. Uh, it's a much more complicated version of the game. There's like six different kinds of minerals you got to manage. Things move really quickly. There's like a thousand different buildings you can make. Like It's, it's a ridiculous amount hmm. of stuff to keep track of. Uh, but... But yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Coolios. Yeah, but another thing I've been working on, uh, I've been working on a little bit of a a secret project with uh, that's not really that secret, with my sister. Ah, uh, yeah. My sister Andrea, co-host of uh, the newly released uh series Sibling Rivalry. Oh yeah. Uh, we're too. currently, uh, what's currently going up on our channel is the Monster Prom series, which we've talked about previously. 
Yeah, and as this as this podcast comes out, there should be two episodes on there now, where we've got a uh, we've got the first episode, uh, which which was between everything violent and horrible and the the other name. Right, that one that I haven't named yet because yeah. uh, I've just been neglecting my duties. Ah, it's uh, fine. I'll get around to it. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be ready to go, but it should be there by the time the podcast comes out, and it'll be all all ready to go. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I've I've been intrigued of how your second project is going yeah yeah well first of all i'm gonna uh, i don't know if i talked about this before but we i've been my sister and i've also been developing our second series for uh sibling rivalry which is going to be uh pokemon bingo have have i talked about this on the podcast or has this just been in groups so far i think it's just been in groups so far so this is this will be the first the the sneak peek right so uh yeah, so basically what we did one day is we sat down and put out a, a list of 50 different things you can do in Pokemon Emeralds, like non-specific random objectives, you know, mm-hmm. beat this gym leader, catch 25 Pokemon, evolve X number of Pokemon, catch this many of this type of Pokemon, etc., etc. Just random non-specific goals uh, yep. that you can complete throughout uh, a game of Pokemon Emerald. And what we've done is we've taken a random list of 25 of those objectives and we've created bingo cards for ourselves. And our goal, the purpose of this Pokemon bingo game that we're playing, is we're trying to get a bingo five in a row in any direction on our on one of our cards mm-hmm. uh, before the other person. Uh, we play for identical play session times we start and end at the same time usually it's about an hour mm-hmm. we've currently recorded one two full play sessions we've almost finished editing one and it's when uh, monster prom has finished its course we'll hopefully be ready to put that out as a uh, as its replacement Sweet. we're very excited so far it's pretty even it's pretty closely matched she's a little bit ahead of me on story but as far as actual objectives go we've we're pretty well matched and i think that our cards are fairly balanced mm. so it, it's anyone's game it's going to be close oh, oh that, that'd be good good old top gear style it's going to be close i like i like that idea and um yeah uh, it'll be it'll be all good to, to follow after monster prom as a as a as an aside on that as well Currently, we're two. We've got the two episodes, and only one has a copyright claim at the moment, which is uh, is good. The second one—that's that's all right. Yeah, the second one has decided not to pick up the the great soundtrack of Message Ups. So, uh, so far, so good. Hey, maybe if uh, an ad or two plays on that video, uh, we'll uh, we might make um, yeah. might make enough money for uh, Gumball or something. <laughs> Hey, Material gamers, gumball. Hey, poss- possibly. I mean, like I say, that that I mean that ad goes to message us. But you know what? I'm not I'm not too not too bummed about that because it's good surf music on a on a good game. I mean, what we will have to worry about, you know, at some point is when when EU directives articles 11 and 13 come in. Uh, that might might make things a little bit more difficult. But there's still two years. For that to actually be implemented yet, so I wouldn't worry too much. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's we'll we'll worry about the apocalypse when the apocalypse gets here. Uh, yeah, that's the best way. It's absolutely the best way. Don't worry about the panic shelters. 
until the asteroid is almost breaking through the atmosphere. It's like, there's nothing you can do about it right now. Yeah. I don't Just wait until it becomes a problem. my eyes. No. <clears throat> Apocalypse well, later. Yeah. Apocalypse later and then uh, no singing Aerosmith ever. No. Okay. I also have a, another small little Pokemon-related project that I'm developing on my okay. own. It's still in the conceptual phase right now. Uh, I don't know if or when I will ever go through with it. Uh, <laughs> it is an undertaking. That's all I can say about it for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't really go into too much detail about it at this moment because it's honestly such a brilliant idea that even if... Uh, that, I, I, I don't want anyone to take it. No. Until All I've I, officially given up on it. Yeah. I mean, I can say I can say in this, I've seen, like I say, you've shown me a screenshot of your I showed idea. you a glimpse of the future. Yeah, and you are a monster, sir. But if you pull that off, oh, that'll be, that'll be so good. So that's, so that's a little teaser of that. Maybe yeah. maybe over the summer I'll, uh, I'll work on developing that when I have more free time. Yeah. No worries. That'll be, like I say, it'll be good when it when it arrives. So uh, yeah, I guess that means it's uh, the the floor's open for me now. Or yep. are you? All yep. on you. Fair enough. Well, I've uh, went through some stuff this week. I've been playing more WWE 2K19, but uh, that's that's by the by. Um, what I have actually been playing a lot over this week is uh, Path of Exile. I've picked that back up again. So, uh, Path of Exile. I think I, I want to say I played that, but I can't be entirely sure. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you the, the 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 cliff notes on it. It's basically so it's an action RPG made by an Australian studio called Grinding Gear Games. So it plays like Diablo, this weird you know the isometric perspective, hordes and hordes of monsters, you know, bunch of dudes with health and mana and little skills that are all. You know, that work together to make sure you can effectively take out these hordes of monsters who sometimes have special effects and sometimes don't. Where it differs from Diablo is how the sort of the game's currency, skill system, and character progression works. So, quite a lot of it. Um, so, instead of gaining gold, you know, like you would in every other ARPG, currency is de- determined by scraps of items that you that you will trade for and barter with over the course of the game. So you'll you'll pick up armors and you'll pick up weapons and stuff like that and you'll find that they're absolute pieces of shit and you don't need them. So you bring them back to town and you'll trade them for like scraps of scrolls that you'd be able to use to identify stuff, town portals, um, other bits of stuff. But every item is usable as well as tradable. So you sort of have to manage your own currency that way. Um, skills are slotted into your items in the form of gems. So every item piece will have sockets in them and they'll be one of three colours and they determine whether they're sort of like sort of strength based skills, uh, dexterity based skills or intelligence based skills to do with the six classes that you've got in the game. So while a sort of a character will be determined you know, on starting stats, like a, like Diablo. So, so you warrior and and marauder, Templar is one of the other characters. They're strength based, and they'll start on 
a massive. I heard, I heard you say ring. Marauder and Templar, and I immediately thought it was like a Starcraft. It's like, uh, what, what? No, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 not that. Not those Marauders and Templars. Yeah, yeah, not not those ones. But um, yeah, what what happens on there? So they'll start on the on a skill tree, which think of it like the giant ass sphere grid from Final Fantasy Final, X. Final Fantasy X. Oh my god. Yeah. But you'll start you'll start in areas based on where your character should be. So for me, I'm running this league this season in a as a marauder. So I start on the bottom left of the screen where all the strength based stuff and weapon proficiencies are. So um, where ranger would start on the sort of the bottom right where all the arrow based stuff is and and stuff like that. So you just you just have passive skill points that just move everything around in the game and you know you you do your levels up that way. But the gems can get socketed in to the items and they then allow you to use the skills related to those gems. And some of the items, they'll have links between the sockets, which means you can put a skill in that's active, but then you'll also get what they call support gems, which are sort of passive benefits based on the skills that are linked together. And then, you know, items will change the links in the sockets and the... Uh, the colours of them. So that's how you build your character in that sense. You don't mess around with stat points in the traditional sense. It's all based on items and gems and mixing them together to get the best build. And I've got back into it recently because they've added a new season. Far from the disappointing seasons in Diablo, and they are, where you know Blizzard said they were going to introduce this new seasonal structure that was going to add twists on each season and so far it's just been a thing that you would normally get in the item um a thing that you would normally get in the season you'll get double of instead whoop de doo well done Ooh, it's like how they uh you know it's like how they decided that they were gonna have when they introduced the, the tavern brawls in hearthstone it's like oh, a yeah. new set of crazy rules every week proceeds to reuse like like the same six brawls like nine times in a row yeah Exactly. It's it's you know it's it's not you know different. Path of Exile has solved that by actually changing. I mean, the storyline of the game is pretty much the same every league. And once once a league is done, you'll then just get thrown into a standard league where you'll just do your random stuff from there. They've changed how the game works from league to league, sort of mechanically in a sort of sense, or added new game modes inside it. So this season they went for something called Synthesis. So you've got your normal storyline, your normal maps, you're killing your hordes of enemies, and then in this season they've got a Amnesiac Spirit, because that's how the story works, and then you'll end up in like little sub-maps, where you'll have to set up a, or you know, click a magical MacGuffin, in this case, this is a memory stabilizer. The guy's lost his memories, and it's your job to find them. So you trigger the memory, and then you have to then race across the map to find the other button before the map itself degrades. So that it you know, this is different to anything else that would have happened in a normal Path of Exile run. And there've been, you know, there've been other seasons like or other leagues where you'll just go through your normal maps, but somewhere on the map there's just a portal that's spawning infinite amounts of enemies. So your job on there before you can progress through the story is to clear that portal before it overwhelms you. But how so do you then, clear an infinite portal? Oh, uh, turn it off. You just click it. 
but ah. it's just it's just the race of getting there really so you know that's that's how that works but that's that's the thing that i like mechanically the game changes from season to season from league to league have a have a league where uh have, have a season where uh all your controls are inverted yeah you know they probably could do that i mean there might even be one where sort of one way it might actually benefit a team-focused game style, possibly, you know, that'd be nice, where the gems that will drop are not for your sort of build, so it's just more of a case of trading with other people, maybe something make it community-focused, but it, they they class it as a bit of a hardcore experience, and yeah, it's, it is like, you know, other ARPGs, it is one of those easy-to-learn, hard-to-master games, so, you know. Yeah, the... Uh... That gem system you're talking that you're describing it sounded to me a little bit like uh, like the materia from Final Fantasy Sen. Hmm. It's like all your all your skills are slotted into your equipment and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of does sort of yeah sort of inspired by that because that was the same sort of thing as well, wasn't it? There was a uh, you know you had your normal skill based stuff, you know, fear, you know, or fire, ice, lightning, and all that. But then some of the equipment had the links, didn't they, that allowed you to sort of boost. Yeah. So those skills. So yeah, it kind of does lend itself from that, but in a in a action RPG way. So yeah, been playing that. Probably play it. Get some more synthesis in before the season changes because I actually quite like it. Imagine imagine when the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out and it's like this big action RPG and it's got the old materia system. All the all the Path of Exile players are going to be like, Hey, they stole it from Path of Exile. Yeah, and just, just I just have to tell you this, guys. Yours was inspired by Final Fantasy VII, so it goes full circle. It's 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 the whole uh, it's the it's the Dota into League of Legends into Dota thing all over again. Yep, exactly. So uh, yeah, I'll be playing some more of that, and then over other than that, uh, as a as a, I think I may give a very very quick update on how the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke run has gone uh, from a couple of weeks back. I beat oh, yeah. the first gym, and there are no casualties. Hooray! Like, like up to this point, or just from that yeah. gym? Oh, I've got up to the gym, and no casualties through the so far. Nice. So. Who uh, who's on your team? Uh, so currently, oh, I'll have to go back to it, but I still got my Squirtle, Drippy. I've got a Rattata, um, a Caterpie, and a Pidgey. I'm just about to head up into. Uh, one of the routes, which I think is a cave route now, so most likely a Zubat will be joining the team. Hmm, but uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, Zubat's awful, but Colbat's okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we'll see, see how it goes, because I mean, you know, it'll all depend on what pops up first, and then my ability to make sure I uh, catch it without killing the damn thing. So, be it'll be all good. But uh, yeah, so with the, with those updates in mind. And with us just being shy of 20 minutes, actually. That's not too bad. We got through that quick enough. Let's get into the bulk of the rest of this uh, podcast by moving into news time. News time. So, yeah. Let's see All how right. we do this. So, uh, oh, shall, we, yeah. shall, we, shall we get things started then? Yeah. Let's get, let's get deep into this now, straight off. Bring, First uh, news. Bring the mood down a little bit. Yeah. We're having too much fun talking about Pokemon and actually fun games, so we gotta yeah. we gotta curb yeah, the so enthusiasm a little bit. Game gaming related crime incidents. So uh, yeah, PC gamer uh, brought this one back up. I remember hearing this 
a couple of years back. Um, so, just so no one's sort of unsure of what's happened. So, gaming has, you know, causes a lot of trolls, you know, a lot of incidents that, you know, sort of make the gaming industry a little bit shameful. All sort of gamers, you know, a problem. You know, trolling, racist, homophobic abuse. There's, you know. the, I mean... Just just something about the uh, the anonymity about of online gaming that you know lends itself uh, very poorly to uh, online gaming. Unfortunately, it's been a problem ever since video games could connect to the internet. Yeah, yeah, well, it's nothing new. Yeah, so it's you know it's a thing. But then you know it's just that it's it's escalated over the years. So you know it went from the old you know taking the piss out of someone online to death threats to actually performing stupid situations. One of those being the idea of swatting. So for those who are unsure what swatting is, it's basically finding It is unfortunately exactly what it sounds like, and yeah. it's a lot more serious than it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like you're just hitting a bug, but it's, yeah. uh, it's a lot worse than that. Yeah, yeah so it's basically the, the idea of getting someone's real-life information and uh, making a false police call um, with the intent of, as the name suggests, getting a SWAT team or an armed force team to, you know, respond to that situation. And that's how, and what do most SWAT teams do? Bust doors down, arrest. And arrest, in extreme circumstances, guns. yeah, and in extreme circumstances, fire. And that's what happened in, uh, I can't believe it was 2017. It was probably the end of 2017, wasn't it, that this happened? Um, a absolute dickhead. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no other way of saying it. Um, phoned a police department to try and swat who we thought was uh, a rival Call of Duty player. And they turned up at the address of a 28-year-old man uh, who... The police then proceed Andrew to Finch. kill. Yeah, Andrew Finch. So it turns out there was outdated address information when one guy asked a guy, uh, another person notorious for swatting, uh, Tyler Barris. Um, yeah, who proceeded to use this incorrect information to launch this false hostage situation. Um, I believe it was some of the same as he killed his father and then. Held the rest of the house hostage was the yeah, the, the, the call entailed that one person was dead and one person was being held hostage. Yeah, um, but yeah, this this led to a panicky Mister Finch uh, reaching for his waistband. Police saw that as an intent to fire. They shot. He was unarmed. He was just aiming for his belt. The reports have all stated that um, it's now finally. After 18 months or so, uh, they've charged said, oh, sorry, they, they jailed said dickhead. Like I say, it's, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit stronger than idiot. Um, for 20 years, so about damn time. Treat. Yeah, so he's facing 20 years in prison, uh, which apparently is double the uh, normal call for this type of offense. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, I guess, apparently as part of a plea bargain. He uh, he's basically doubling the sentence for his most heinous crime in exchange for pleading guilty to apparently up to fifty-one other uh, similar uh, threat and false reporting related yeah. crimes that he's committed over the years. 
Yeah, because it it turns out that he was a he was a swatter for hire. Um, and you know the bit that gets me on this is it doesn't say in this article, but I saw it somewhere else. The cost, or what the the whole swatting incident was about, a man's life was for one dollar fifty cents. It was a Call of Duty bet of one and a half dollars. Just uh, let you think about that one for a second. Yeah. A man's life was worth a dollar fifty. Seventy-five, eighty, ninety pence. Yep. Yep. So, that is. Uh, I don't even know if that's quite two dollars Canadian. <laughs> yeah. So. That's uh. That's a toonie. So, yeah. Is what that is. So so may that be a lesson to any potential swatting dickheads out there. Don't be. Don't be that guy. Consequences. Turns out they actually exist. And to to respond to to Stefan that's saying did this happen to someone live streaming, it's happened multiple times. In fact, that was probably where it's um, where it was well known. That's certainly where it gained uh, notoriety. That it was the you know it's it, it certainly I don't know if it started started there, but I know for sure like there was definitely a period in time where like the whole thing was about specifically about uh, targeting. Uh, Twitch streamers and other, you know, live so. streamers as, you know, to get them, you know, arrested, you know, as they were streaming. Yeah. You know, um, yeah so, they, you know, they, because if, you know, if six armed and armored cops break down your door with, you know, guns, you know, you don't have time to uh, cut your stream off, you know, no. so that's kind of the, the theory behind it. Yeah, it just happens. I believe the one that was most publicised, the one that I remember before this incident, was the um, the YouTube group, the the creatures. It specifically happened to them in one of their offices that someone had just got the information, just went for it. And this this sort of explains why people don't give their you know why they they give their address information anywhere. Um, I'll say it for like our website. Um, there's no you know we look to make sure that there's no um, address information, know who is details on the website, it's guarded um, you know, it's why a lot of higher YouTubers when, you know they get gifts off people, it's why they use P.O. boxes, because it's gone to that point, you know, for, for your own safety, you can't give anyone any details, because all it takes is one moron with a phone and, uh, yes, Blizzard people do have phones but, um, yeah it's sort of insulting, it's not what I personally would like in a sort of gaming community. Be competitive by all means, but don't. It's a fucking game, basically. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that person should be uh, responsible for that person's life. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I think 20 years is light. I mm. think it's he's getting off pretty good, especially considering that this is not his only offense. Yeah. So, so. that's just my two cents. Yeah, no, it's... it's certainly something i would share at that point it is it is akin you haven't you haven't pulled the trigger but you might as well have done at that point um it's also best to know at this point that the officer who fired uh, mr finch has also not been charged with this but that seems to be a a more more of a problem endemic with sort of society that's uh, separate from the video gaming world on that one so that that's a that's a whole different rabbit hole but uh yeah, so we we get the we get the dark news out of the way, and uh, we light a torch up, or a few, to try and illuminate the situation that's gone on with Minecraft. So uh, yeah, 
you know, back in the old days of the history of, of Minecraft, it was, you know, this this humble little game about mining and crafting. And, yeah, you know, that's, uh, it's almost like they named it after that idea. Yeah, and that it was made by this, you know, this this introverted... So imagine if it was. Uh, imagine if uh, Minecraft was named like 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 farm swimming, like farm swimming. It's just like uh, there's two other things you do in that game. Yeah, farm bake. But uh, exactly. Anyway, yeah. go on. So know. yeah, it was it was made by a humble little Swedish man who wore a fedora, Mister Mister Marcus Notch Pearson. And uh, do you remember how all these fairy tales go? Man creates game. Man gets. You know, man gets paid a shed load of money by giant developer. Man takes that money, buys a mansion, and then becomes a massive fucking bigot. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you had the the uh, news up, I initially thought this was, like, bad news. Uh, and then I had to uh, update myself on uh, what Mr. Marcus has been doing uh, yeah. with his spare time in the past few months. And uh, um, oh I don't God. look at this news so badly anymore. No, so uh, yeah, this is this is the news as uh, as it showed on uh, Eurogamer as we're looking at it um, that Microsoft, as of a couple of days back, have uh, removed all of the the little um, oh, what do they call them? Those little quotes that they have just above the Minecraft thing on the main menu. Any reference to Notch in any way, shape, or form has been removed. Now he's still listed as the creator. You can't change that. That is his only credit. I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not, you can't, you legally can't take that out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he is what he is. Yeah, he still he still made it. It's happened, but it's nice to see that you know Microsoft are finally at that point because he's been going on. I mean, he bought they bought it according to this article in 2014. They bought the rights to Minecraft at that time. It was virtually a snap change in the way um, Notch, you know, showed himself in his personas. The moment that money came in, it was a complete change of character. And to say that at that point that that was the change of character that he was apparently also uh, always was, you know, it's just it's just bad. But you know, it's about time they did it, especially if the Minecraft wants to sort of keep that family friendly ish nature about the game you know yeah if, uh, if anyone out there uh you know for any particular for any reason doesn't know what marcus uh person notch is up to just go ahead and google image search uh some some notch tweets uh yeah. that should get you caught up in five ten minutes it'll work for yeah. me yeah definitely but um yeah basically was... not such a great guy yeah if there's if there's anyone you wanted to be offended by and then offensive of he'd do it Unless they were, unless they were white, um, yeah. But anyway, cough, cough, cough. Um, you know, this is this Clear is this throat. Is, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we 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 move on to even more depressing stuff, and you know, to just steer this conversation down even, you know, down the the more depressing road. Uh, PlayStation Four, or how you said road? Say Sony. Yeah, I said road. I said steer. Uh, Drive Club. Was a game. <laughs> um, it was an alright game, but it had a development hell. Never heard of it. Oh, uh, so yeah, so it was it was meant to be the like Sony's PS4 exclusive um, driving simulation game to counter the Forza series that Microsoft have. 
except there was release problems all over the place. Um, they were planning to have this this whole thing of dynamic weather, um, which didn't happen until two two months after it launched. Um, and according to this Polygon article, it you know it cost Sony quite a bit at this point because 2016 came along. The developer, Evolution Studios, released it and then said, we're getting shut down. And, uh, yeah, for a game that came out effectively in 2014 at a grand old age of six, uh, it got announced that it'll be all shutting down uh, just before its seventh birthday. So um, that's that's unfortunate. And this is the just the reason I brought this up was not really much because of the game, but because of the way that gaming is going at the moment with streaming services. Just, just be warned. Sure, you want to play a game from wherever, whenever. Just, just know at the end of it though that you're renting a game, not playing it. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, I, I've mentioned it a couple times, but mm-hmm. like you know, the the growing trend of uh, games that. Are temporary have a, that have a temporary existence is it's a little alarming, you know. It's like, you know, I kind of like that, you know. There's a, I have a little collection of games on my shelf behind me as we speak. That it's just like, you know, if I had the right yeah. hardware and stuff, I could play that right now. Those games yeah. are thirty years old, almost some of them, and uh, well, they work just fine. Yeah, I mean, I can say I'll just say at my at my parents' house. Um, still got a Dreamcast and a Sega Mega Drive somewhere. Um, at uh, this house, me and my flatmate Martin, who you know on the podcast, uh, we've got a, we've got a NES somewhere. Uh, you know, still functions. It requires to a point. I say that. Um, still, you have to. It doesn't accept the NES cartridges directly into the system anymore. So what we've got to do is we've got a Game Genie. You just shove that in. Um, so through a Game Genie, it still works, and the games are still good. Um, I will never be playing a boy in his blob ever again, though. Oh God, I, yeah, I, I, I've never played that, but I've uh, I've seen playthroughs of it. That's a, a weird game. Yeah, yeah, it's just just odd. Good old good old Super Mario though. Makes That'll me be. makes me really want to eat jelly beans though. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Tempted for that myself, but um. Yeah, so just as the fair warning, stuff like this will happen more and more often because if a game is not being used all the time, they're just going to shudder it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and with the way streaming going, games are doing, it's just going to be they're looking for the next big game, and the moment the next big game comes out, the one that you spent your money and time on, gone, done. So, uh, yeah. So um, that's three bits of really, really depressing news. So yeah. we need to, uh, we need to, we need to bring this back up again, don't we? Yeah, we- well, I think that's. I think we're about due for some uh, news that you know doesn't make me want to curl up and just pretend I don't exist. Yeah. So this this one came from this one came from Stay. Um, oh, I got the link for it about two hours before this was due to start. Wow, so really, Stephen's like MVP of this uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, he's he's found as the one, the one shining light in the uh, in the the never-ending shitstorm that is games, social media, and life. So, I briefly knew little bits of this prior to the bigger stuff. Um, so this was on the rock paper shotgun uh, news. Um, 
So, a long time ago, and this was also reported on Eurogamer, apparently. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, in a galaxy far, far away, there is a 80... How old is she? Eight? Uh, no, she's... Well, she's... she's I'm looking at something else then. That was apparently your 83rd entry. There's there's a YouTuber called Shirley Curry. She's a grandmother, and she's a hardcore gamer. Now, just, you know, just bear with me on that one. One of her bigger games that she plays is um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, to the point that she's known as the Skyrim Grandma. So we've had ult- we've had Uncle Pokemon back in episode two. I was going to mention Uncle Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah. So we so we had him, and now we've got the Skyrim Grandma, and you know we've still got the counter of Bethesda's you know Bethesda since last incident. We'll keep that running because this is an incident. This is actually a good thing. She's finally been recognised enough that she will be an NPC in the newest Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, they have plans to have her inserted into Elder Scrolls Six. Apparently, they've uh, made arrangements to uh, you know use motion capture, take her likeness, and uh, I guess probably maybe do some. Do you think she? Did they say whether she's going to be playing herself or is she going to have like a dubbed over actor or something? I'm not too sure on this because it doesn't state anything. It's just more that she's got scanned in uh, for this. Just while we're here as well, because I know Steph put another one in. Yeah, we did talk about Uncle Pokemon last week as well. Um, apparently, he upgraded his shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's got. Has he a achieved lot more his final form? Oh man, he's, he's he, yeah. I think he, I think he actually needs to like be a, uh, what's it called now? Um, oh god, what am I thinking? Like a transformer? He just just you know, he just turns into a massive mobile phone. I think um, I think what would actually help for him the Samsung Fold will will work for him. He can just fold it all the way into his bike and then just uh, pedal off into the sunset. But um, that was that was quite a distraction for me there. Um, but yeah, she's got. She's wearing a Skyrim t-shirt. She's gone down to Bethesda Studios already. She's been scanned in along with some rocks, apparently. Like her face is one of the rocks, or <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, they just they said they were just scanning rocks, and then her. I don't know why they're you know even related. Maybe she rocks, but yeah. So um, but she's a uh, yeah. She's onto her eighty-third entry, according to um, this article now. Of Skyrim, and I just I just love it, especially when there's a comment according to this, and this is quoted in the description. Something was going on with OBS, and I didn't know if it was recording or not. Lol. Well, I, I guess it must have been. I yeah no it, no it must have been, but I'm just loving the fact that this you know this 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 grandma's just like yeah, come on step, I can use OBS. You can't even headshot in Call of Duty. Boom. It's- it's like, uh, it's like I, I have a grandma who's only like sixty-five, and man, this is like she barely even knows how to turn her laptop on, man. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just some, mad. Some, some old people just, they just got it, you know. They, they just, they still got it with them. They're just, they're just, they're just ready to take on the new world. Yeah, no, it reminds me a little bit of um, boxing grandma as well when the Wii first came out. Just no, like I don't that. even. What do you? What yeah, was just, that about? Just this woman who was like very, very, very good at uh, Wii Sports boxing. She was just, just a, a beast. But um, 
Yeah. Dude, I, I I want I I would love it if uh, by at some point in time we have like the whole like video game family. Mm. You know, like we got Uncle Pokemon, Skyrim Grandma. You know, like how about like let's get like you know like a Call of Duty Dad or like yeah. uh you know you know Aunt Aunt Stardew Valley or you know like just just get all of the 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 gaming family in there you know yeah just get it in there I mean yeah you you went with that idea and I actually kind of like that you know where my mind went just having a hundred grandma battle royale in PUBG. <laughs> Minimum age required, 65, must have at least two generations beneath you. That was an interesting requirement for, uh-huh. a, for a lobby, because I know PUBG, like, you can have, like, you know, you can tell people it's like, oh, ex-military only, 200 hours plus required in-game, things like that. And, like, that would be an interesting lobby. It's like, must be 65 years or older, children must have children. Yeah, must own allotment. Um... Must know how, OB- how OBS ro- works. Yep. Uh, yeah, must know... OBS words. Oh, must make a mean Sunday roast. Mid-game. Just, just there, it's like, yeah, so I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna hide in this house. Oh, yeah, look, I've got the level 3 backpack. Oh, and the roast spuds need turning over. Um, Oh, God, it's, so it's like a cooking show and a, a, a gaming live stream at the same time with old people? Yeah, That'd be the most a, bizarre thing to watch ever. Yeah, so it'd be love like, that. it's like Battle Chef Brigade. But yeah, but yeah, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I want it. I want to see it. Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Well, <laughs> that's a title. Yep. And uh, I think that's uh, that's 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 what we use to get into the wrap up uh, for this now. So um, yeah, we will we will think about that forever while we while we move on and say that uh, if you do uh, like what you hear and if you've liked what you've heard, you know we'll go live and you know past and present. Uh, then please do the likey, sharey, subscribey thing with the bell if you're watching this on YouTube, and all the all the images will all come up on the on the screen probably around about now, and then. Uh, and you know, for the love of God, this has never been more applicable. It's been then it's been a while since this has been this applicable. But please, yeah. for the love of God, don't kill each other. Yes. Please, it's not hard. It's so much easier to not kill someone than to kill someone. It's yeah. like it takes. Zero effort to not kill someone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're listening to a video game podcast where you should just be sat there chilling out playing games. Killing each other shouldn't even be on the forefront. It should be too hard to do. That's why we have violent video games is to get the to get the aggression out in the digital world on the digital avatars, so you don't do it to people in real life until they take over. Actually, that's uh, that's a scary thought. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to do that. That's that's awful. So anyway, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thanks, thanks, Duncan. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, great, good podcast. Yeah. Oh, and and yeah, well, quickly here as well, we've got a iTunes podcast. If you don't want to watch it on the YouTube, if you, or if you want to listen to it on the go, so do that. So yeah, we'll 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 see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.